Support for The Haunted Ride comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. This package contains the Lawnmower 2.0, a waterproof electric trimmer with skin-safe technology to prevent nicks and painful snags, the Crop Preserver, an anti-shaving ball deodorant and moisturizer, a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs to keep yourself feeling fresh, and more. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 is a perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and use code BIGHEADS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. Hello, everybody! How are you? Welcome to The Haunted Ride. I'm your host, Melissa. I'm so happy to be back from Thanksgiving break. So I hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. I hope that you enjoyed yourselves. I hope that you had plenty to be thankful and grateful for. We have so much that has occurred. So, you know what happens when you take a break? You, uh, you get a lot of shit done. The first thing that I got done was we are now doing tarot card readings on the website. So the tarot card readings are $18. The spreads right now, I don't have a limit of, you know, particularly what type of spread I'm going to do from what spread I'm not going to do. It's really more so dependent upon the person's question. And and so we'll just take it from there. If you are interested, please head over to The Haunted Ride. It's under services, the store. So it's our little store that's there. And you will see it right in the middle. And I'm very happy that it's up. Because I know I talked about it since October and it didn't happen in October. I'm sorry. But I think it's happening exactly when it was supposed to. And I'm very excited. And I hope you guys are excited about it too. So today we are going to discuss all of the shit that went down literally the week I was gone. Like just one week. (laughs) One week. (laughs) Again, I go back to this time when I was like, man. I'm not going to have enough to talk about on the podcast if people want to submit their their stories and, you know, I'm going to run out of stuff. And so far, I literally still have a running list. So we will get into that after a very quick promo. So I will see you guys in a couple seconds. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Hi, my name is Jessica. And I'm Jonas. We are co-founders of the inclusive horror collective Artemisia's Axe and the Corpse's Tongue, based in Glasgow, UK. We are here today to talk to you about our new crowdfunder campaign called Neon Horror. An anthology of short fiction and illustrations by creators in the LGBTQI community. We've often felt left out of larger conversations in the horror genre and creative opportunities in general. So we wanted to give others like ourselves a chance to make their voices heard out there. With your help, we can pay our creators more and support two amazing LGBTQ plus charities in the UK. One called Mermaids UK and the other is called The Tie Campaign, both who do essential work for our communities. So go on crowdfunder.co.uk today and support Neon Horror. And remember, supporting queer artists is awesome. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed the promo. Okay, so let's see where we start with this. We're going to start on Friday. 
So this was Friday, November 22nd. That's when it started. I was on my way home from Melbourne, which is essentially like two hours away from where I live. And it was nighttime. The sun had basically completely gone down. I think there's maybe just a little bit of light. It wasn't wasn't much of anything. The sun had already set. And so I'm driving home and I get to this area where there are a bunch of trees. And at first I thought my eyes were playing a trick on me because I've been seeing like random shit the whole time. But I'm also a logical person. So I said, okay, well, maybe it could be a glare from another vehicle, so on and so forth. And, I, and then I, I had to say to myself, you know, Melissa, you are also in, in a, a place that you don't really know too well. And you're coming home. You've never come back this way ever. But no matter how you really want to turn it, if it was a trick of the light, you would be seeing them all the time. It would have been a constant. The fact that it sort of just pops out of your peripheral vision every now and again means it's it's not it's not something that is being caused by a trick of the light or another vehicle or something like that. It's that's not what's happening. I'm driving down this road, it is the highway. And I am in the left-hand lane to my left, which means in the opposite way of traffic. I see this thing that honestly looks like a deer with approximately 8 to 16 legs. And I say 8 to 16 because I could count 8, but I could only see it from one side. Now, clearly, deers do not have 8 legs. Secondly, nobody ran into anything because I watched this thing and it wasn't moving like a deer. Like it wasn't, you know, step by step by step. It almost reminded me of, if any of you have seen The Blob, which used to be one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. You know, when the slime moves, it kind of, it's almost like a caterpillar where it like crunches up and then drops. That, that movement is how the deer was moving. And it did this, though, very quickly. So, so I am looking at this thing kind of crawl across the highway that is a deer with numerous legs and just go into the forest. And it looked like a, a shadow, like the shadow of a, of a deer. It had more light to it, but that's what it looked like. It's like, okay, cool. That's new. All right. Within the same mile of now, now we hit the trees. So now the medians are completely full trees. I really can't see over to the other section of highway. And I see what looks like this giant tree thing pick itself up from off the ground and lift itself almost like if it was a tree laying down asleep was kind of the way that I thought about it. Like if it was asleep, lift itself up, almost stretch and then go all the way up. And it turned to me and it smiled and then it became still like a tree. And I was like, the fuck is the shit? And then if that's not enough, the third thing I saw was the most normal thing. But I knew it wasn't real. It was a falcon. It was a spirit falcon. So I see all these three things and literally about less than a mile away from one another. And also, I had driven this way. So I went down the highway this way, turned around and then went down up the highway to come back home. And I remember there were definitely parts on the highway where like I felt weird things. I didn't see anything. 
but I felt weird things. But when I was there earlier, it was in the afternoon. And I think the reason why is because these these little entity spirit things didn't have the energy or maybe, to be honest with you, I just don't think they gave a fuck. I think they were like, hey, you get to see me, bye. Like, they were just, they weren't, I don't think they were there in like the terms of, sometimes when we talk about ghosts and stuff, I'll say, well, I think that was just there for you to see it. I don't really think it was just there really for me to see it. I just think that I, it's almost like I happened upon this thing in the moment of it, of it waking up. And I've never been to Melbourne before, have no plans really to go back, but it was so amazing to me that this happened all at the same time. What I realized were these were land spirits. They weren't human at any point, but that was the first time I've ever seen a land spirit like that before. I've never quite seen them like that or that often or that frequent. And, and I didn't see them the rest of the way home, but I also think that it was because by that point, a twilight had passed. And so I think that's why I just didn't see them anymore. Okay, so I have to tell you guys this because this still blows my mind. So I got a phone call in the middle of the podcast, so I paused it, answered the phone call. We are getting a Texas Roadhouse, and I am so excited because I love Texas Roadhouse. But I thought they were going to open on December 3rd, which meant that after work, I knew where I was going for dinner. But then I, I turned around, and I looked up online, and I saw that it actually said December 9th. So I was like, man, dang it. So I was trying to find somewhere where it actually confirmed the date because Texas Roadhouse just says December. It doesn't say what day. So I went to the news section of Google. And again, Texas Roadhouse is already typed in there. And the first article says something about a Wawa, a Texas Roadhouse, and some other places like, oh my God, we're going to get a Wawa too. So I opened that article. It turns out they're not talking about where I am. They're talking about in Melbourne. Now, apparently the place that's getting this, this, all these things, the road, is Vera Boulevard. Here's the thing. I got off on Vera Boulevard when I went to Melbourne. Didn't know what it was. Again, I was only going there because of something I had to get taken care of. That's why I went out of my way. That was it. But further down in this paragraph, it talks about how there is some new diamond pattern that was done in June. And when I had come around that bend, that's where I was. So that's where I was when I saw all these land spirits. So I wonder if really the reason why I saw them is because, you know, they were hidden before. And then all of a sudden they came out. I mean, yes, we're in November now, but time is very different in the spirit realm. So it wouldn't surprise me that they're kind of just there trying to sneak their way back into the forest or sort of figure out where they want to go. And I just happened to see them, as I said, as they were waking up. So as they were going to be making those movements in the quiet silence that they needed. And I can't believe that's where I was. <laughs> and that's that I found that because I don't look at the news. So I don't know these things. And I'm not from there. So I would never bring that up. So, you know, I guess I was looking to see why did the land spirits pop up and, well, got my answer literally today. The next thing that happened is I want to say on Saturday, I sort of felt like I was sick, like I was coming down with something. And I do know that my sinuses have kicked up, but I didn't feel necessarily sick. So I wasn't really sure, like, why was I feeling this way? It didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. 
then it turns out that someone in my family actually was sick. And once I found out that the person was sick, my symptoms completely went away. I was just picking up the fact that they were, they were beginning to get ill. Then on, I'm going to say Monday. So this was Friday the 22nd, Saturday the 23rd, and then Monday, which was the 25th. So Monday the 25th, I start doing stuff around the house. And for some reason, it occurs to me that I should look at my car's tires. So I go out to the garage. I walk around, I look at my tires, they all look fine. But I thought I was going to have a flat. Or I felt like I was going to have a flat. And I was like, well, my tires seem fine. Nothing seems wrong. You know, I drove the car on Friday, but everything was okay. So I don't really understand where that's coming from. And I just sort of figure it's one of those things that are popping into my brain. And I'm sure I'll have a reason about for it soon. And I did, because on Tuesday, it turned out that my mom called me as she was a discount tire because she'd gotten a huge nail in her tire on Monday and ended up with a flat tire on Tuesday. And I was like, oh, that explains the tire. So see, the, these things keep happening. It feels like you're seeing it through someone else's eyes. But because you're seeing it through somebody else's eyes or you're feeling it through somebody else, you don't know who that person is. So that's kind of where, you know, unfortunately, I couldn't tell her like, hey, by the way, you're going to get a flat tire. And even if I would have told her, she wouldn't have believed me until she got a flat tire. And then she would have been like, how do you know? And I said, well, I just knew someone was going to get a flat tire. And you were the one who I felt got it. And sometimes I can do that. But I, I haven't really been. I'm trying to kind of get back to myself and back to my safe, sane space and cleansing and things like that. So I haven't really been deeply into like my meditations and stuff like that. So I think that's part of why I couldn't tell who it was. I knew it was happening. I completely believed it was going to happen, but I didn't know who it was. And sometimes, honestly, too, you just got to let people do what they need to do. That was Monday and Tuesday. So then Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, Wednesday night, I kept feeling like things at Thanksgiving were going to explode. Now, I felt like there was going to be an argument. I felt like it was going to be a very sort of almost stoic moment for me where I've utilized a lot of energy and now I'm just kind of a little tired, but things are, are kind of better than they were before. And so I, I kind of felt that. And I even told my husband, I said, you know, I feel like this is what's going to happen. And he said, well, if you feel that way, you know, we started making plans. So I go to Thanksgiving. As I'm on my way driving to Thanksgiving, I I wore Moonstone and Amazonite and was gathering a ton of light, just like being in my nice, natural light healing self. Got there. I get up and there's this weird scent. I can't really place it, but it turns out like a bunch of stuff had been burnt. So I was like, maybe I was like, but I was like, there's something weird going on. I couldn't really place what it was, but. My mother is completely frazzled and I'm going around and fixing some of the dishes she made and cooking. And so I'm kind of just, you know, being in my own place and trying to get everybody to kind of be more settled and more serene and kind of just like exuding that like serenity. And then I start smelling the smell stronger. But at the same amount of time, my mother turns on her curling iron in the opposite side of the house. And my dad comes by and he goes, what does that smell? I said, I know. I smell it too. And my mom's like, it's my curling iron. And I looked at him and I was like, but she's all the way over there. I don't think it's your curling iron. He's like, no, I don't think it is either. 
And so we kind of just said, okay, well, you know, something's going on. It's a little strange, but we're not really sure what it is. We're also cooking a bunch of things. We've got a bunch of stuff going on. But I just kept feeling like I needed to be in the kitchen. Now, when you walk upstairs, that's the whole living space. The kitchen, you kind of like come in a little bit through this hall that goes into a completely open area. And then you make a right to turn into the kitchen. And then through the kitchen is the laundry room. And I didn't want to go in the laundry room. That's what I I didn't want to do. I didn't feel comfortable going into the laundry room, but I felt like I needed to be in the kitchen. At this point, I've only been there for 45 minutes and I, I smell the smell even stronger than I did before. And I said to my dad, I said, dad, can you come here? I said, something's wrong. And he's like, what? I said, something's wrong. The smell has gotten worse. I said, it's, it's, you can smell it now out here. So now my parents' friends had come over. And this is why I kind of called my dad to come over so he could smell it with me because he was the only other person who seemed to believe that there was a smell there and that it wasn't from something normal. So I take this chance now to walk into the laundry room. And I said, I smell it closer to the wall. And I said, but you guys don't have the heat on. Like we went through all the normal stuff. They didn't have the heat on. I said, well, well, who's next to you? Because they're in a condo. And they, they told me the person who's next to them. I said, okay. I said, I said, do you have their number? Do you have something? And, and my mom, now that we are 110% sure that we can smell this thing and she can't, she's like, she's not super concerned, but she can see like that we are. And so she says, uh, well, we should call the, call the fire department. I said, well, do you have the person's phone number next to you, you know, that's next to you? I said, because it may be their unit. I said, do you know if they're home? Like, I wanted to make sure, like, try to localize where it was before we called the fire department and we have them going to 20 million different places. And she didn't want to call the person. And she wasn't actually even really, while she talked about the fire department, nobody seemed to want to do anything. So I went and I grabbed my phone called 911. And I explained to them what was happening. I said, we're not sure if it's this unit or another unit. We're in the condos, yada, yada, yada. The fire department says to me, well, if, you know, if you guys are smelling the smell, we need you to evacuate the unit. I said, I called her over. I said, I need you to get everybody out of here now. I said, the fire department is saying that you guys need to move. I said, so everybody needs to go downstairs. I'm going to go down. I'm going to go next door and just make sure that they don't have the same smell and see if we can localize it. And I left and I went downstairs and I while I had the fire department and the sheriff's office on the phone with me, I went to the next door neighbor and I said, um, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. And I said, look, can you just uh, make sure that you guys don't have a weird smell kind of, I guess maybe it would be around your, your whatever wall you have that, that is most westward um, because we're smelling something that smells like burning wires and we just want to make sure it's not you guys too. And they said, okay. And so he was like, no, all all I smell is turkey. And he really didn't want to be bothered. So then my mother came up and then she asked him the same question that I had just asked him. And I was like, I'm just going to let her do her thing while I'm on the phone with the fire department. And um, he told her the same thing. So I went downstairs, everybody went out. I got off the phone with the fire department. They started driving by the building and I walked by and I I flagged him down to show them which building it was. I explained to them the situation again. I showed them what unit it was. I showed them which unit that I had said, you know, is adjacent while adjacent to that one so they went up they were up there for a while and at this point nobody knows what's happening so what had happened was the water heater element at the bottom which controls the thermostat had basically burnt to a crisp it completely melted and 
at the time when I had told my dad, I said, the smell's worse, something's wrong. Behind the water heater, there was smoke. So when I had walked into the laundry room that I did not want to go into at all, and I was smelling it, and I said, it's over here somewhere, I was standing right next to the water heater. They told my parents that if we had left, the water heater would have exploded, the fire would have gone everywhere, and essentially they would have nothing left. There's nothing more sobering than telling somebody that their home could have exploded. It's really funny because before this, my mom was sitting there and she was like, I've ruined Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving's ruined, everything tastes horrible, so on and so forth, blah, 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 blah. And I kept telling her, I said, it's all about perspective. I said, you don't have the right perspective. And I actually had told her and my dad, I said, by the end of the night, you will. So they were just blown away, literally, by the fact that they could have had nothing. And if no one would have said anything, if I would have not said anything, we would have just packed up all the food and left. That's what we were getting ready to do, was to pack up all the food and leave. So what's really funny, though, is like, it's more sobering for me now when I tell the story than it was in that moment. And I think it's because like, it couldn't be in that moment. One of the things that I'm normally called is the battery. I've been called this by employees, by coworkers, by bosses, by owners of companies that I'm the battery and that I can re-energize, recharge people when things are basically going to shit. And I know that. And so at the moment, I was very calm and serene. Now it's a little bit more of a mind-boggling thing as I tell the story because I don't have to be anybody's battery. Now I'm just telling the story as somebody who lived through the experience versus somebody who had to do something at that moment. Of course, after this, everybody is now just in shock. I didn't think about it then, but I understood later on in the night, I understood why I felt that kind of stoicness because that's kind of how everybody was like, oh my God, this could have happened. Her friends took some of the food, whatever food was could be taken and, and left. And then we just tried to have a good Thanksgiving. And luckily for them, you know, they've, they're still very much worried about it, but they're working on fixing it. Actually, right now, as we speak, that was the phone call that I got in the middle of the podcast. So good senses and the fire department saved the day. <laughs> I think maybe that's what this should be called. Good senses. <laughs> I think that's, yeah, that's what we're going to go with. Uh, apart from that, I hope you guys like the episode. All of the links are in the description of the show on every episode of the show. So you can definitely click them there from your podcast player. But we are on social media, Facebook and Instagram, The Haunted Ride, Twitter, Haunted Ride. Uh, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash The Haunted Ride. As of this point, we have almost as many pieces of bonus information and content there as we have out on the podcast itself including the audio drama, which I'm still writing, very excited about. We also have tarot card readings that we now do as uh, one of the services on thehauntedride.com. We also have the spiritual guidance service and the paranormal advice service. And come January, we will be selling crystals. So very excited about that. I will cleanse and charge them before they're sold, but I bought a whole bunch of them and I'm very, really excited about it. We have our Facebook group. If you want to join that, it is in the podcast description, the show notes, it's in everything. But if you can't click the link on there because your podcast player doesn't let you, just go to facebook.com and type in The Haunted Ride and go to groups and you'll find us there. 
And we also have Discord, which is honestly where I'm the most sociable. That's honestly where you can find me the best. And if that's something that you'd like to do, come join our Discord group. I also wanted to let you guys know that we are doing something special this year. I am sending out Christmas cards. If you would like a Christmas card, what I need you to do is email me with something good that happened to you this year and your address, and then I will send you over a Christmas card. So if you want to take advantage of it, again, email thehauntedright at gmail.com with something good that happened to you this year and your address, and I'll send it over to you. What I learned this week, I would say, would be cleansing. It takes time to heal from things, and I've had a lot of things I've had to heal from recently, kind of jam-packed over and over and over again, and I'll heal a little bit from one and another thing will happen, and I'll heal a little bit more from that one and another thing, and there's constantly healing going on with me, and I know that, and I can feel it, but sometimes it's very hard to sort of see where one thing starts and one thing ends. And I've been really lucky where I haven't had that. I know if I hadn't worked on myself, I would be stuck in that. That's how I used to be. I've been really lucky that that hasn't been the case. But there have been certain things that I haven't been able to figure out why I have such a hard time doing them. Little things that I used to enjoy that I used to do weekly on regimen, no question. It was like, it took so long for me to get back to those things. And I was like, why? I used to do this all the time. I used to do this daily. Why? Why am I so tired? Why do I not feel, you know, and I do a lot. I do. And I had to realize like I had not fully healed from those things. This whole week has been amazing because I've never had just a week where like I'm completely off. I don't do anything like this is weird (laughs) because I gave myself that time. It was like suddenly everything began to roll and began to fall into momentum. And every day as I've been doing things and getting things together and getting them working, the very small things that I hadn't finished healing from, all those tiny, tiny little daily things that I didn't realize was so mixed up into everything else that I had going on. And I guess I just healed from it. I just felt different. I looked at things differently. I had that different perspective. And I think with having that different perspective and having the want and the the drive to put that perspective in place, I finished the last part of that healing that I needed to do. And that doesn't mean that it's going to be perfect or anything like that. It doesn't mean that. But it's definitely things have changed. And I feel that in myself, things have changed. I've changed. And that's one of the best things that I can give myself for this year is that I'm different than I was before. My house is different than it was before. The things that I involve myself in are different than they were before. My actions, my wishes, my wants, my thoughts. I strive very hard to live in a place of peace. And that's different than it was before. So cleanse yourself, whatever that means for you. If you need to go out, if you need to whatever, fine. Like if you've got something that's going on, if you used to be able to do something all the time and and you realize that you, you weren't able to, ask yourself why. And one day at some point, you will get the motivation to do that. And, and I will be smiling for you when you do. And have a good night. Have a good day. Take care and stay safe out there. Love yourselves and love others. And as we always like to say, Don't let the ghost get you. Bye.